G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. And so whether I'm single or whether I'm married, our life has got to glorify God. I don't think it does if we're putting life on hold and waiting for the one for life to begin. (laughs) Do you feel like you have been left on the shelf? Today's inspiring guest is Letitia Shelton, founder of City Women in Toowoomba. We'll be discussing some of the amazing work she and her team are involved with in their community, but also explore how as a single, you don't have to wait for your life partner before you can serve God with all your heart. That's Letitia Shelton with myself, Brett Ryan, for Focus on the Family, Australia. Well, welcome back to the program. Yeah, good to be with you again today, Brett. Our last interview was just fantastic and it was all inspiring. For those who haven't had a chance to hear, let's give a little bit of a brief review about Letitia and her story, but what she's been doing in ministry life. Hmm. Yes, I'd mentioned I'd grown up in Toowoomba um, and then studied, did Bible college in America, but then came back in the year 2000, back to Toowoomba. I didn't want to, but God called me back and started working as the youth pastor in our church, but then really got involved in our city. Like I'd said, uh, we'd always grown up being taught we were here to pastor a city. So, you know, in the last 20 years, um, we pioneered a ministry that um, has included, you know, um, programs into schools, a pregnancy support centre, helping refugees, prostitutes. We started a girls' home. We started a girls' magazine that went worldwide, a city free from porn. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been an amazing 20 years of pioneering stuff here in Toowoomba into other cities. And now I work extensively into Fiji as well and some of the Pacific nations. So, um, yeah, it's been fun. And when you just mentioned, and we also go to Fiji, you know, I mean, the issues that are found in Fiji mm-hmm. are significant as well. As I understand, domestic violence is a, a very high level and that's happening in the church as well as outside the church huge i mean our our pacific nations it's not just fiji but the pacific islands i think the worldwide statistics are one in three women are abused but in the pacific it's two and three women but yet they also have the highest church attendance rates of any nations in the world so that's what fires me up is the um, religion and unreality in the churches Mm. they're part of the problem and not the solution and um we used to live in Fiji, so I know a fair bit of people. I went to school there, and being a pastor now gives me a bit of authority to go and, and work with them, but not yeah. to hit them on the head, but um, come on, guys, this is our responsibility. Yeah, and to change and, and not just be Christian by name, but Christian in nature. Absolutely. Hearing all those things, it's just overwhelming. I mean, city free from porn, the things you do with young women, camps, a home, the Rahab Ministries, which is working with brothels and strip club participants, those who are involved. How does one find time to do all these things, Letitia? 
Yeah, look, a big part of it has been having um, good teams. I think, as I mentioned last week, some things start and some things stop because um, people aren't around. Uh, the other benefit is uh, the fact that I'm single. So um, <laughs> that has given me a lot of freedom. So yeah. in two weeks' time, I get on a plane and I just go live in Fiji for a month. Um, so being single just helps me to be able to come and go and put a bit more time and energy. And I don't think I would have done all that I've done in the last 20 years if I was married. Uh, really. Yeah. That's the reality of it. You mentioned being single has given you some freedom. It's mm. given you that potential to do other things. But is that what your life choice was like? Is that what you wanted to do? You wanted to be single? Because sometimes people can choose that yeah. right from the very early age and they just know that that's what God has wanted them to do. Is yeah. that your journey? Uh, look, I think you grow up just thinking you're going to get married. You know, you're in high school, you, you plan out your wedding with your friends and what songs I was going to walk down the aisle to some Mariah Carey songs. <laughs> That's how old I am. Uh, you know, so you plan it all and uh, you reach your 20s and your friends start getting married and you're not. And um, and I knew God had called me and um, whatever I'm called to, I put 100% into this is not yeah. my job. It's my life. It's my calling. Mm -hmm. um, it's my love. And so, you know, I probably just threw my head into things and every now and then you'd have those moments of, oh, be good to get married. But then I was watching all my married friends too and, and they weren't always happy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, and I realised, oh, marriage is not as great as it cuts out to be. And then they started having kids and they couldn't do anything. And so um, I've kind of learnt, my motto is the grass is not greenest on the other side, it's greenest where you water it. Right. That's very wise. And I've just always thought, well, I'm single at the moment. There's nothing I can do about it. You just can't whip a good guy from nowhere. Uh, and so I'm going to water this um, to the best of my ability and I've just kept watering and and I think God's um, growing. But look, you certainly have those moments where you think, oh, it'd be nice to have someone to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then God's gracious to give you friends and the support. So God is more than enough um, in it all is what I've learned. Yeah. I mean, just even that alone, it's easy said and done. It's, you know, you can say it, being content. Mm. And you said there's good days and bad days. Mm -hmm. Take us to one of those bad days when you just feel like it'd just be nice to be in a family, in a relationship, when you're feeling a bit low, what's life going through in your mind then? I think the more mature I've become as I've reached 30s and, and now I'm into my 40s, you just realise that there's hardships in marriage and there's yeah. hardships in being single. So, heck, you know, <laughs> life is hard. Um, but, God, you've got to be all sufficient in this and I think, you know, when you're low, I love to cycle so I'll get on my bike and go for a big ride or Okay, who who can I call up and, and go hang out with right at this moment? Um, yeah. I have 18 nephews and nieces. Oh, it might even be more than that by now. So, you know. <laughs> and they're counting. <laughs> uh, and so I've been lucky to, um, you know, be able to be an auntie to a lot of them. Um, so you've got to go, okay, God, this is the life you've given me. Um, and if you live life always wanting what someone else has, yeah, it's no fun. <laughs> well, being content. You know, I said that word is easy to say, but you've made that choice that your identity is definitely in Christ, who he is, and he is all sufficient. Absolutely. Take us to that moment, you know, or when you're speaking to another person who's grappling with it and say, Letitia, I just want my husband, I want children, I want all these things. Take us to that conversation. What would you say to them? 
Yeah, look, and I know um, I've certainly had friends over the years who haven't handled singleness, you know, as easily as I might have. But uh, again, it's, I mean, you can only share from your own experience. It's surrender, isn't it? Um, God, my life is not mine. Yeah. <laughs> and at the moment, I don't understand why this has happened or uh, why this guy isn't liking me or, um, you know, but I just surrender to your purposes and your sovereignty um, and that he has a bigger picture and he knows exactly what he's doing uh, with our life. And so whether I'm single or whether I'm married, our life has got to glorify God. Um, and I I don't think it does if we're um, putting life on hold and, and waiting for the one yeah. for life to begin. <laughs> and that's so good. The fact is that your life, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a husband or a wife, mother or father, single, whatever you, it is to glorify God in all things. It is. And marriage, marriage is not a right, you know. Um, and then you get married, and if you don't have children, children are not a right. You know, these are all gifts from God that we can't demand. I mean, yep, I'm sure I could have just gone and married some guy, but um, <laughs> heck, I'd much rather be single than not married to the right one that God had for me or, or forcing it or whatever. Well, you've achieved so much in that time. And as you said, I mean, even in the scriptures saying, you know, married is hard work. And if you don't have to get married, don't get married because you actually can do more with your life. And I've met a, a number of single people who have gone on with their worlds and doing missionary work and doing what like you're doing, your missionaries of the city of Toowoomba and beyond. And I mean, it's, it's just inspiring. I think more people need to hear that because otherwise they can get bogged down with what they don't have rather than what they do have and the opportunities that present themselves. Absolutely. Um, and I need to say, because uh, I don't think the church helps in this. Um, generally, if you're a single person, you're kind of, there's some, I mean, people have asked, so, so why are you still single? <laughs> like I've got some disease or rash and I'm just like, well, why not? You know, or because uh, I, I do travel a fair bit and you introduce yourself and people will ask if I'm married and I'll say, no, I'm single. And then they'll go, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, like, like these comments and I'm secure and I'm fine, but like, so what are you sorry for? Like as if being single is yeah. something wrong. <laughs> and so I think as the church and even as parents, you know, wanting our kids to get married, we need to take the pressure off a little bit and celebrate. Now, some people will only be single for a season. Some will be for their life. Yeah. The majority do get married. Um, but, you know, being single, you're not a half person. God hasn't forgotten you. Yeah. You know, you're still incredibly valid. And uh, unfortunately, the, I think the world accepts singles more, especially these days, you know, not very many people get married at all. Yeah. But the church, you're certainly seen as, well, oh, there's something wrong with you. And the comments I've had over the years have been hilarious. They do make for a good sermon. Um, <laughs> I mean, you you say it jokingly, but they can leave a bar, but and you haven't allowed that to leave a scar in any way, shape, and form. But there'll be mm. people here listening to this and saying, "That's my story." You know, mm. the inappropriate comments, the mm. feeling left out. What do you think the church and individuals can do for singles better? Yeah, look, I think. Um Let's just celebrate where they're at, encourage them. I think encourage them more in the call of God and what he has for their life at this time. You know, married couples have them over for dinner, but not just to set them up with your other single male friend. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know. have to be a, the matchmakers. No, 
don't always talk. I mean, sometimes you get around the church women and it's like, well, what's, are you meeting? Are you going anywhere? Were you meeting them? You know, uh, the pressure. Um, so just rather celebrating and encouraging. Yeah. Now, look, I know sometimes over the years, uh, different women have gone to um, my dad or, or pastors in the church and said, can you help me find a man? And, and that's, you know, there's times where, Maybe we do need to encourage the men to get off their backsides as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, look, um, singleness, it's not a disease. No, it's, it's not. And I think, especially for those who have got a faith, is to run after God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And if you keep on looking over your shoulder, you might bump into things or you'll miss out on things that yes, okay. will prevent you from fulfilling God's purpose in your life. But- I remember hearing that once before, a sermon I heard, run after God, and maybe you might bump into someone else who's also running after God. Mm. And you might even go into the same lane. But even if you don't, you can still run after God. Absolutely. And you have done that with your life. I'm Brett Ryan, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Stay with us as we continue our chat with founder and CEO of City Women in Toowoomba, Letitia Shelton, right here on Focus on the Family, Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. Hi and welcome back to Focus on the Family in Australia. I'm Brett Ryan, and we are chatting with founder and CEO of City Women, Letitia Shelton. We'll discuss more about her ministry and the importance of being content about being single and serving God with all of your heart. So the language that people say to you, the inappropriateness, but just that inclusive aspect to not being left out. I remember when I started dating my now wife, my best mate, he wasn't going out with anyone. And so we would invite him out for lots of things. Um, and I remember him commenting one time that we're having a, a date night and he just dropped around and he didn't pick up that there was, you know, <laughs> candles and things like that. But we didn't exclude him. We wanted to include him. And I think that's what you want to hear, that you're part of the wider community. You are not a social pariah in any shape or form. Oh, look, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you don't want to be the um, the pity person that people invite because, oh, she's single and she's... You know, for me, I've got to develop my life, you know, outside of all my married friends too and and that's why I cycle and I join cycling groups and I think you've got to find things too. But also I'm a bit of an introvert so I'm very happy to stay at home and read a book. So I think just learning to be content in who you are and what God's called you. I love how you say you're a bit of an introvert and people are listening to this and going, really, (laughs) you an introvert? I am, believe it or not. Uh, and I live by myself and, um, yeah, I go home. and. But, look, in this day and age, and I'm just going to say this openly, um, I mentioned on our last uh, interview all the work that we do with the sex workers in our city, and so I'm almost 47 and I'm still a virgin. And so yeah. I love being able to tell these women, and I remember one night we were having a discussion um, in the middle of the strip club in their dressing room with all the women uh, about their boyfriends and who they were sleeping with. And someone asked me and I just said, no, I'm a 46-year-old virgin. And I like mm-hmm. the whole place went quiet. 
But one of them just said, I so respect you, you know, because I can just tell that you're secure and that you don't have all this baggage. Um, and so yeah. I think just being able to use in such a sexualized culture, and I love being able to tell particularly teenagers and, and young adults, there's more to life than sex. Um, you know, you're not yeah. going to explode. <laughs> you're not going to die. And you've mm-hmm. got to, again, channel those passions and, and things into areas, you know, because God's created us um, to accomplish yeah. purposes. And, yep, you've still got to navigate the sexual world, but um, it can be done. And that's a great point about being countercultural in a very highly sexualized world mm-hmm. to be able to stand up for your values, your belief systems, mm-hmm. and even just to, you know, shock people. And I've spoken at a numerous young people's events, and, and I talk about my journey, mm-hmm. and they look at you like you're mm-hmm. a, the unicorn. Really? You kept yourself before you were ma- married? You know, like, yeah. It can be inspiring, as you heard, but we need to hear more of those stories yeah. to say that it's okay yeah. not to conform to the patterns of this world. Absolutely. And it all starts with the renewing of our mind, and you're doing that. And I think it's great that you know the women actually acknowledge, and, and it's inspiring for them to acknowledge that it's okay not to be in a physical, intimate relationship Absolutely. with anyone or whoever, or even in marriage. Yeah. Yep. No, we've got to offer the world something better, and it's not working for them either, <laughs> you know, all their relationships and whatnot. So, um, yeah. That is so true. In the time that we have remaining, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your heart and your your dreams, your passions You've achieved so much, but what is more for Letitia? That's a really good question, Brett. And although I have a strategic mind, I've never sat down and worked out a 10-year plan. I enter every new year just saying, yes, God, whatever you've got. And I tell people Mm -hmm. I have not been smart enough to orchestrate what God has done the last 20 years. I can't. Uh, and yeah. even now, you know, where I'm at with the ministry, um, uh, there are some things that are coming to an end again and, and new doors are opening, especially in the Pacific Islands, which I never planned or dreamed of. But I guess, you know, I, I go to bed every night just saying, God, my prayer is that I'm being faithful to the call of God on my life. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see clearly exactly where it's all going or why. Um, and I don't always understand, but he's been faithful to bring me this far. And uh, in my heart, I just want to make sure... I'm doing what he wants, even when it doesn't always look good or feel good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my big passion particularly, obviously, is around women and girls. Um, I'd love to put a, a dent into some of these Pacific Island statistics and see the church over there, I guess, mm-hmm. be a part of the solution as well. So, yeah, look, I, I feel like I'm kind of at a crossroads in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And where does God even exactly want me? <laughs> so yeah. it is a bit yeah. of a funny, uh, what we've pioneered here in Toowoomba um, has been awesome, but I kind of feel like, well, there's a bit of a change in the air. Yeah. So yeah. what that is, I'm not fully sure. I'm going to ask you a three-part question. It's without notice. One is people who are listening to this and thinking, I want to do something in my city, Mm. what would you tell them? What would you like to say to the young man or young woman who is single, what they're going to do with their life and how they can move forward and to be content? And the third one is, obviously, you've been talking about women and empowering women and encouraging them, but what would you like to say to men? Mm. 
Okay. You might have to remind me of them. <laughs> I will. What was the first one again? The first one was just saying about people uh, wanting yep, to start right. city women in their little community. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, um, first of all, who else in your city uh, from other churches do you know? It's generally just looking at your city and, and what is the need you're seeing right now? Because I think God's shaped mm. us to have a passion towards certain needs like me. Don't ever ask me to run a kindergarten. That would just drive me nuts. But, you know, send me into a brothel. I'll be there in two seconds. Um, but we need people in the kindergarten. So I guess asking people, what are your passions? What are the needs you're seeing in the city? And who can yep. help you in that? Um, over the yep. 20 years, I've never let anyone start anything in our city by themselves. They've always had to form a team. Um, and if you can't get a team together, then I don't think it's God's time just yet. And that team will usually be women from different churches, and that's been great to have our City Women Network where we can put yeah. together women. So it's what are the needs, uh, where are you gifted, and who else can help you in that? Um, and for some of you, it might be just something tiny. Um, yeah. Uh, a group of women just turn up to their local domestic violence action centre and ask them what do they need, and they needed a whole bunch of care packs, um, you know, toiletries and underwear and stuff for women. So they've just been doing that, and that's awesome. I mean, it's quite simple, um, and I'll take yeah. a step of faith. And uh, people can hear what you've achieved, but it's taken 20 years to achieve it, and sometimes things have been successful and other things yeah. haven't. So you've got to start with something and then see where Absolutely. God takes it. Uh, yeah. So what would you say to the single person? I would say seek first the kingdom of God, and he will add everything <laughs> to you. Uh, and so just go hard after God, um, just fully jump into it. And, uh, and his purposes for you. I mean, we've we got one mm -hmm. life. And life with Jesus is an adventure. Um, I think sometimes we look at church and think, <laughs> this is it. Um, church is probably not always adventurous. But when you give life with Jesus, oh, my gosh, I've been to places and done things I would never have imagined. Um, and so be yeah. willing to take risks and sacrifice and serve for the sake of God's kingdom. Um, and your life will be so enriched. Um, my life yeah. is so rich. Mm. That's so great. Mm. And then the final question yeah. men. is, what would you like to say to men? Yeah, uh, men, we, we love you um, and we need you. And something that I've worked out over the last 20 years in my city is that men actually have a huge role to play in the healing of women. And uh, we've worked this out through a lot of different things we've done, but we have included men a lot, um, especially in our camps, to come and just be grandfathers, to give apologies to girls who have been hurt by men. And men have been one of our biggest healing agents over the years as they've just turned up and involved themselves. Um, we've done this all appropriately. Um, and if they've had wives, please bring your wives. But um I mean, we've had girls ask men to walk them down the aisle. These are, you know, fatherless girls. Um, mm -hmm. We've had girls ask our men to drive them to their formals. Um, you know, they've helped them teach them how to uh, change tyres. So a lot of what we do in our cities is we create programs, but we need fathers and mothers <laughs> together. Yeah. And our young people desperately need to see healthy role models and that's true. They need to see some positive role models to change their narrative because obviously if you've been a victim, you might Absolutely. paint them with a brush and say all men are like that. Yeah. Or And so that if they can see men in a different light, it can change their whole thought patterns. Yep, yep. No, absolutely. So, yeah, now, you know, where you go to in your city, I'm not fully sure on how that looks like and 
Uh, maybe it's something that the church needs to think about a bit more. But good men have a huge role in the healing of women and girls in our city. Yeah. That won't happen without them. Well, Letitia, God's richest blessing upon you and for all the work that you're doing and inspiring hundreds of other people to put on the serving tower to serve their communities, to serve their cities and to serve their nations. God bless you and thank you so much for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thank you. Our guest today was Letitia Shelton, author, founder and CEO of City Women in Toowoomba. To find out more about the ministry and her books, you can go to citywomen.com. For more resources on singleness and contentment, go to our website at families.org.au. I'm Brett Ryan and we look forward to you tuning in again for another edition of Focus on the Family, Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 